If you haven't had a chance, check out the Jazz Pod Co-op on Twitter. It's a group of podcasts with like-minded people that just want to share their opinions on the jazz. Here's a preview. Mark and Doug Hincy on the twos and threes. The weird things about dude shots is like my favorite like NBA subcategory of and like or they're like the length of their arms affecting something. I, I'm, I'm like, whether they jump off of one foot because, or two foot. Right. Like, Emily and McCoy on the Jazz Gals. If anything, that video also reminded me like how just a few inches difference it was between us being on one side versus the other you know like well we all know a few inches can make a difference who logan and jared on hitting the high notes i I don't even care if they're hurt i mean we're not gonna dance on any injuries but yes i i I buy i buy i I can't make any promises (laughs) i don't even care if it's a fluke or we cheat i don't even care if you're not cheating you're not trying right um that's what they say and Brian and McCade on home court press. With Boyan, Memphis is really struggling to shoot. So giving the Boyan to the Grizzlies and then having the Grizzlies forward our first-round pick onto another team, if you can get Boyan a first-round pick and then get Memphis to throw in a first-round pick in the A and take Boyan, a lot of possibilities open for a guy like John Collins. <laughs> What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes, Jazz Talk. I am here. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hutran Superman. That's H-U-T-R-A-N Superman. I said it really quickly. That's H-U-U-T-R-A-N Superman. I, I know I talk fast and I slur, so it sucks. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm Hutran, and um, uh, this is the Jazz Podcast, where we just try to um, uh, figure out what we what Jazz Twitter is talking about, and then we expand on it. Uh, I am here with... Um, uh, Go to this is forty nine. We're doing a very quick show today. What's up, Jared? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, and then I'm uh, Logan Cox. You just found out the Jazz won, so Jazz are up three one. What's up, Dragons? Dragons watch. A lot. As long as your slurs aren't racial, we should be fine. As long as my slurs <laughs> always coming with comedy. Um, guys, um, uh, the Jazz won three one. I of course am not happy. But you know the Jazz have a three-one series lead. Um, uh, something that we 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 said we really needed to see. Um, I'm not happy. Logan, are you happy? Yeah, I mean, I think it. I I think it's still just the evolution of what we talked about before. When you see it the first couple games, it kind of you know bothers you and upsets you. But I think really you just you have to like take a step back sometimes and realize that this is the playoffs, so you're not going to ever really you know handily blow guys out. Um, I just it, it it'll just be interesting to see as the series as the series has evolved uh, how things shape up because again we're not we don't seem to be putting up much resistance uh, defensively. So that's still a concern, but offensively, we seem to be doing enough, uh, you know, clicking wise. And again, sa- same thing. It's, it's just like a carbon copy of the last couple games. Again, Mike Connolly looked like a stud, uh, down the stretch when we needed him to, uh, Rudy was actually showing some flashes offensively that I've never seen from him, like actually making moves on the block. It was, it was interesting, but we all, uh, there's, there's some folks who believe if Rudy plays offense, that's a bad thing for him. So, uh, that's a different rant for a different day though, I suppose. Um, <laughs> That's actually a very interesting thought because it's true there are some folks out there that say that seem just not like Rudy playing offense. But yeah, I think I think I think I tweeted out something to the effect that you know Rudy Rudy making decent or Rudy making good offensive plays on the block and scoring is is going to make people upset because it's going to drag it's going to drag down his role gravity and his screen assist numbers. So uh, <laughs> we can't. For more can't for more delightful that. insight, follow um, uh, Logan at Dragon Squatch on on Twitter. And nothing else. Maybe MySpace. Um, 
J Rod. Um, uh, you yes, know, this sir. is something that you. So we we actually hopped on to uh, a spaces with um, a Jazz Pod Co-op member uh, McCade Pearson, and you brought this up. I'm uh, look. The Jazz are up three one. So series over. We need to look ahead to um, uh, Dallas or Clippers. Who do you think? <laughs> well, you you know exactly why I because I, I, I shouted out to Brian Priest, uh, McCade's co-host, McCade. Pearson uh, of the co-op was running the spaces and uh, you know, Brian made a very valid point and just like, I, I feel like you make this point a lot too. So like we keep counting our chickens before we've hatched and it feels like, you know, jazz fans have doing, been doing that a lot this year. And you know, you have the wild mood swings to insane overconfidence to, Oh no, this is all happening again. Uh, I've got PTSD from when this happened last time. <laughs> uh, I feel like, um, this year, with the uh, with the way Mike Conley and Donovan have been closing games, you know, switching off a little bit in that closer role, uh, complementing each other well, actually, I think um, the Grizzlies are learning the hard way that trading Mike Conley, uh, not I wouldn't call it a mistake because it was probably you know good for their future, but it's it hurts in the short term because uh, a player of that caliber, I mean, he he's really shown up for us big, and I feel like. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of got onto a calmly tangent, but, but yeah. Right. So um, let's go back to well. So we talked about the the uh, counting the chickens before the because I remember last year the Jazz got three one and I tried my hardest to just make sure to say things like if the Jazz win, you know, and I, I don't I don't remember if we um, like started previewing round two or not because uh, I mean but three one you have to feel pretty confident I. Jokingly asked that in the spaces, I like so. I'm a, what are the jazz? The jazz chances are something like ninety nine percent to to move on to the next round. But um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm not ready to talk about you know Dallas or or uh, L A yet because um, the Jazz are having a ha- having a rough time with Memphis. Memphis could very easily come steal one in Utah, right? They they already did once. They can come back in Game Five. The Jazz get complacent. The Jazz have not had very much of a. a margin of error in these games it feels like so you know one one of a one game goes the wrong way they go back to memphis memphis is obviously not a very easy place to play uh their their crowd is, is really into it you get to a game seven you know anything happens in a game seven so um but you know I, I feel like yeah you give the team confidence if they were to steal game five they actually have a very good chance of, of making it a, a seven-game series, right. you know? And this is yeah, – you, you, you guys go on the Draymond kick to the nuts theory where the game five with the person being out just swings everything? The, uh, the, the old finals the old final situation? Um, it, I, I suppose if, if Rudy Gobert were to get uh, two technicals or get ejected for something, I think that that's uh, – uh, it's probably it's, a guaranteed loss. It's it's more of a now the now the Grizzlies are playing must win games, right? For me, like the you know whoever's down three one, you, you're playing every game is a must win, you know. And uh, yeah, their backs against the wall. I mean, and they've already they've shown a ton of fight, but and yeah, um, uh, now they now they've got their desperation heave and yeah. When it's yeah. uh when it goes out to the last three games and like uh, you have a couple games that are uh, away, you know your your first um, thought is okay, let's let's steal one. You steal the first game uh, on the road, um, and then you're like, okay, cool. Then then you come home, and it's a little bit easier. Like it's still not a given, but it's a little bit easier. And um, uh, the crowd, you you hope the crowd maybe um uh, lists you up. And if you if you win the next two, then you get to game seven, and then it doesn't really matter that you were down number um, three one. 
because you're down to just, it's one game. It's a one game playoff at that point, and everything that happened before that doesn't really matter. And so that's that's when I think of three ones and like a, a possibility of like coming back. That's I don't know. That's my mindset for everything, almost any team. So, um, but I don't. Yeah, but but I mean, there, there's a lot of pushback to that too. I mean, you laid out every scenario how Memphis comes back and wins, but my. My major pushback would be, do you really think Memphis well, – we've had a hard time putting Memphis away. Do we think Memphis is capable of playing any better than they have played? No, and that, that's what I was going to ask you, Logan. Like, how confident are you in the Jazz? Yeah, well, I, mean, I, mean, well, well I was going to go on a rant about the, the – and I'll go on it afterwards and completely contradict myself. But, um, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Memphis, like you said, they are must-win games, I guess, at this point. But, but I don't think that Memphis' style of play has changed from games one through four. And I don't know that they have a better game left in them. And I think that the Jazz still have in their back pocket. They should have an ass whooping game in their pocket. I would hope. You know, these have all these have all been close. And so at some point we should probably you know beat them down. And, and the other thing I'd go back to is that these games have all been close. We've risen to the occasion each time. And if playoff experience means anything, you know, like maybe must win sends them into a tailspin. They push and they and they try too hard. Then I think that uh, I want to say Brian. I think it was Brian Priest who brought it up on their podcast this week that in crunch time over the weekend uh, that John Morant, when it was the game got close, he kind of went outside their offense a little bit. And those things can happen with a young team. They can press a little more when it truly becomes a must win. So I think it can go both directions. Um, that being said, I'm not, I, I, I find the confidence, like you said, the overconfidence kind of strange. Um, like the over, the over, I mean, again, I'm optimistic and I, I see strategic reasons why I think we can win the game, but some of the folks who are calling them gentlemen sweeps or jazz and five and and just the over overabundance of confidence throws me off, um, because my big the, the thing that irritates me about it is how many championships do the Jazz have? How many, how many do we have? Oh, that's, 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 a, that's a zero, sir. I, just, oh, I had, I had, a, I had to Google that, it. Sorry, a, I looked it's it up. Zero, right? So like we, so we were doing crickets who, over here. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I just, <laughs> it's, it's just it's just funny because like I I do tend to fall like you do, who and the rest of us. I think where we're our natural instinct and fallback is to be a little more pessimistic on the jazz because we have 30 years of proof that they don't do it. So like, while by all means, I'm glad that you, some folks get to dance through the dandelion forest and just see butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> That's great. But like, there's no history yeah. of showing it's true. So yeah, it may take some of us a minute to come around to it, but they, as when, when you're doing everything for the first time in your franchise's history, there's something to be said for that. So it just, it's one of those things that just does get irritating that like, you know, people are being critical of, uh, I guess calling us jazz Twitter panickers, but like that's, that's, there's a reason we're that way. Like that's, 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 that's the, that's the proof we've got to go against it. So, I mean, by all means, I, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is I, I, I didn't know which side was more obnoxious the the sky is falling crew or the, you know, we're the best team. We're the best team that's ever lived crew. And I think that I'm firmly as time's going on, I've realized I'm a sky is falling crew. So uh, I'm going to talk as much talk as much yeah. shit about the other crew, while as so long as you choose to give me the the pod space to do do, do such. I, I, honestly, I, I I'm here for it because I feel like both sides can be equally annoying, but I I, I understand the pessimism one a little bit more because the the overconfidence is just uh, it, it gets really extreme. And sometimes I know it is probably just joking and hubris, but other times it's like, man, you. You really drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, you know, when I see some of the things people say. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely possible. I mean, there was a point tonight where, you know, they had Draymond on the TNT stuff, and he said something like that. Kenny's like, I've never seen a team make a deep playoff run and win a championship, and Draymond's like, we did. You know, so it's definitely possible. 
uh, you know, but it's just, it's just, uh, you know, it's okay to be cautious too. You don't need to be taking jabs just because people a little bit freak out. We don't, there's, there's no history of showing us that we should feel good about it. You know, for all we know, Michael Jordan might return to the NBA finals and play for the Nets. You know? <laughs> yeah. Some, somebody was saying that Draymond said something like, uh, I think, I think the jazz have a chance. And to me, him saying that, uh, is validation enough because I feel like Draymond's not, he doesn't like cheerlead for teams randomly over weird things. He, I think he really analyzes the game and the way teams play, and you know, they thinks deeply and methodically about it. So, if he says something like that, it's like, hey, we got a puncher's chance, and I'm gonna take that. Yeah, it was it was interesting. There's some stuff that I saw some folks on Twitter took uh, issue with, and the other stuff, like you said, was in support of it. So if you listen to all of his talking, he was. You know that that's probably a great summation. You know, there's they're 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 definitely not they're not, definitely not like you know, the odds on you know, huge favorites like the Patriots going to the Super Bowl undefeated, but they they've got as good a chance as anybody, and that's, which is true. And that's probably the more the more the more reasonable, rational approach. Not the sky is falling, and not that, you know, the Jazz are the Jazz are. Uh, I don't even know what 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 are they even. Uh, I don't I don't know, but to, uh, shout out to I, I'm getting I'm giving a. I was I was uh, M Mueller a lot of airtime <laughs> recently, but he he tweeted the odds from like Bovada or something, and the Jazz right now are like the top of the heap, I guess, for winning the title or something, or coming out of the West. Coming out of the West, it was. It's crazy, man. It's, wow, I'm floored by. Um, yeah, so we we have some confidence here to the Jazz. I mean, I mean, it's in one seed, and um, I guess the number eight seed, and. Uh, the way the Jazz have played has not given me a lot of confidence, but they've obviously won three games in a row. They they're they're gonna do not a reverse sweep, but uh, you know, four in a row is kind of what I oh, what I oh, thought hey, they were gonna do. Ooh, I got a question for you to turn kind of something McCabe brought up earlier on the spaces he was running. Um, what is your uh, do you feel like that extra gear that the Jazz have in them is probably on the defensive side, and that the Jazz do have a higher defensive level they could probably turn it up to if they're more scared of the other team's offense uh so the question is do i think the jazz have another defensive gear or not well not just not just defensive gear but i feel like for us we're, we're pretty much firing on all cylinders when it comes to offense so i feel like if the jazz have an extra gear it's mostly on the defense picking up that defensive side um i will disagree with both points i don't know if the jazz have a defensive or offensive gear that we haven't seen yet I mean, here's the thing. Like, if if, if there's another gear, like I, I don't know why we're not or why the Jazz are not employing it um, uh, um, in uh, the playoffs right now. Like, they, they you know there's 16 games left. You know that it feels like they're still sleepwalking, which is disappointing. Well, the 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 reason I feel like there might be another gear is that I feel all of our guys are 100 percent slash. We're not playing Rudy Gobert uh, or Mike Conley as much as we could. And I don't know if that's, you know, save them for minutes later in the playoffs, you know, save it. I mean, what is 40 minutes until they absolutely have to? I don't know. What is Favors playing? Favors is playing about 13, 14 a game. So Favors minutes have gone down a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's Rudy at, uh, so, you know, what, 35? I guess a little bit more. But even so, like our our defense, and this is sort of a problem that our, our perimeter defense is so bad that. It hinges on Rudy playing forty like two minutes a game for us to ha- for the Jazz to have a huge defensive impact, and it's like, well, you know, I mean, it, it's again, it, I'm building it to the narrative I started, 
in the offseason going, boy, I think the Jazz perimeter defense looks pretty bad. Pretty bad. And then we watched games one through four and go, yeah, the Jazz perimeter defense looks pretty bad. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I am a little scared of that. That that is something that scares me for uh, game five. I think, it scares I think me for me, for... especially against the Clippers, because I feel like they can really hurt us on the perimeter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess that could be true that in theory, you could be saving Rudy to play forty plus minutes and 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 also feed. Who's narrative at the same time as you'd have to play forty two minutes to to make that impact, but we haven't seen that. All I all I see is constantly people talking about the fact that Rudy doesn't he barely cracks thirty five minutes, right? So uh, uh, I guess it could be true, but what what evidence do we have that Quinn's gonna do that, I guess. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean that Quinn's that's, uh, my, that's kind of my problem with it is what do we, what do we know what's gonna happen? I yeah. yeah. I, I mean know. you think it's in your back your back pocket, but um I mean Rudy I, if I remember correctly Played the entire second half. I don't think, or not the entire second half. Played the entire fourth quarter. So um, that's sort of new. He didn't come up for those famous rotation minutes in the middle. What of do the you quarter. guys think? What do you guys think about that though? And I understand the Jazz team. I guess is we, we we're the one of the deepest teams well, in the NBA. So like it seems like our dudes don't play enough minutes. Like I literally watched that Knicks game, and I know that Thibodeau like does it to the extreme. But like their starting five played like the entire game. Uh-huh. Like it, yeah. it, it, it um, didn't come out. Yeah, it I, feels I, like. Is, is is that is that a is that a thing that again you guys pay attention to stuff better than I do? Is that is that a is that a Quinn Snyder constant frustration that's happened, or is that just this year because we're deeper? I think I I'm, tonight, uh... tonight Rudy played thirty two minutes. Last game he played thirty five. Game before that he played thirty six. I think Quinn number First is game he played twenty five. I think Quinn is so, pretty. I mean, there definitely is something too that he's not playing as many minutes as he potentially could be. I think Quinn is pretty um uh, uh you know like we've talked about his like rotations and frustrations. Uh, with him uh, staying oh, with that too long or whatever, um, but yeah, I, I just don't know. I I did again. This being the first time I've really delved deep into it, as far as being a right. member of paying. I just I, I know that there's frustrations that everyone has with their coaches and their styles. And again, one can default this year that we're so deep that's why we play all these guys. But it yeah. just it 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 always just just from a very. Uh, eyeball test perspective over the last few years it feels like some of our dudes could play more it, 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 i don't know you, you just want to get the big time games and it feels like lebron plays the entire time and it feels like that uh Giannis plays the, i mean right it's and just, there's it's hard to tell there's there's like probably some analyticals that um uh, quinn or the the staff is um using because you know there might be like rudy doesn't play as as well as he um uh, does in men at 40 as he does in men at 32 like maybe Thirty-two, like they tested it out, and like like thirty-two minutes is like peak human performance in a basketball game. I don't know, uh, you know, because those breathers are probably pretty important to to uh, Rudy, but you also need to get favors more than just what eight minutes a game, right? So he can get yeah. some rhythm when he's in. Yeah, I guess so, that's my question. Is like right. there's the the default by some of the folks on the Twitterverse, and what it sounds like took place in the spaces was perhaps that. Um, we're saving Rudy, and that—that's what I'm saying. Is that that may not even be the case. This may be just what the philosophy is. That's what—that's what I was well, asking. I don't know. Um, so uh, the the best kept secret is that we're we're actually um uh, saving um uh, this completely great favors Gobert lineup, um uh, that um uh, they saved all year. So 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 we can take down Andre Drummond, Marcus all combo. And- yep. What's the conference finals? Jazz are saving that there. Um, guys, um, oh boy, I feel like that was super loud. I hope it wasn't. Um, it guys. Was Jared, did Jared disappear? No, Jared's there. Yep. No, it, what happened is I think like when I was, I don't know, I was talking about Rudy Gobert minutes and then I couldn't hear you guys anymore. I'm like, oh crap, no. my Wi-Fi is probably being wonky. 
So um, I, think, uh, I, think, I think I think Jared needs to to, to send a cease and desist letter over to McKay doing this spaces post game thing. If I'm not mistaken, that was a that was a go the distance forty nine specialty he's been talking about all season. And it was also, you know. it was also a, a five ko thing too. So no, uh, Mc, yeah. McKay can generate engagement and I can't. So that's um, uh, that's kind of a that's kind of a me problem. He, he should still be he, he should still be he should still be giving you a uh, royalty a royalty fee or something. Exactly. <laughs> royalty check for um, exactly. So guys, um, uh, so I'm gonna end with my thought here is that uh, no, it's Dylan like, Brooks. Oh, I'm gonna... Yeah, uh, you know we steal from we stole the other stuff, but we still give credit where credits due. McKay, right. if you're listening to this, you better you better shout us out more often. McKay calls me. McKay likes to call me Hugh now. Um, so uh, <laughs> r- real quick before we enter, my my final thought here is uh, Dylan Brooks' favorite jazz podcast is Locked On Jazz. Um. Oh. <laughs> Logan, well I'm a, well I, 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 it feels like we just talked like two hours ago because like I, I literally released the episode today. But um, uh, uh, any new shout outs or anybody that we should shout out here for um, uh, any, any good Dylan Brooks jokes um, uh, we need to shout out? Uh, yeah, there, was, there was a number of Dylan Brooks jokes that could take off. They could take us all night long. But if you haven't seen them, I, I would encourage you to go check them out on the Twitter, the Twitter yeah, sphere. Search Dylan uh, Brooks and you'll find some gems. It was fantastic to see him trending, and then you see like it's. Then you look at it up closer, and you're like, "Oh, this is great!" So we, you know, mission accomplished. We did it. Uh, um, the, the only <laughs> shout out, the only shout out I want to give is to uh, Billy Hatch, at and his handles at Bill the Thrill SL, and he is, he responded to me and said, "You should be paid for your Twitter content, just a high level of consistency, hilarity, and cleverness." And anyone who's going to just you know, feed my ego like that. I'm definitely going to shout him out. And <laughs> yeah, plug I am uh... because that's uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> shout out the uh, Lagoon Park, Lagoon underscore Park. Uh, uh... Lagoon Park kills it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a good one. I'm he going had a Dylan Brooks tweet that said Dylan Brooks loves the. Wild mouse. <laughs> the wild mouse. <laughs> that was a good tweet. Uh, I'm going through. Um, uh, uh... Uh, I'm going through uh, some old episodes to like find some clips for like a little commercial spot that we're going to do. And um, uh, like Logan generally has like the funniest lines. So like, crap, I can't, I can do 30 seconds of Logan, but maybe I won't do that. We'll see. Uh, That's that's too much. (laughs) Me me and Logan have the funniest lines or I have the funniest out of context lines. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. The Sarah, the Sarah Todd crooning one is probably an all time great. It's the all time great. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah's Sarah's top. He's trying to win her heart and she says, she yells at him to stop. Yep. And then, um, uh, it's a Simpsons reference. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Very, either way, I think, I think about it often. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. Honestly, I'm so glad that was the bumper for as long as it was. It was great. Um, all right, uh, Jared. Uh, um, uh, last last thoughts here. You have a you have a good Dylan Brooks um, joke to end us uh, end us on. Um, well, I mean that that lo- that uh, that lagoon one is hard to top. To be, to be frank, I mean that's a really good Utah centric joke, which I feel like it's very niche. Oh yeah. Um, Luke. but Logan had a Dylan Brooks girlfriend goes to a different school joke, which was so- very solid. That was the one that's that the one he, uh... that's the one he got sucked off for. So. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, from, I, Dylan, Brooks, from Dylan Brooks's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T- t- shout out to Terrier. She had one that was like, Dylan Brooks makes the sound of each animal cracker before he eats them. And that was a quote tweet <laughs> of, of Brian's Dylan Brooks eats yogurt with a fork. Yeah. Who started this whole thing? I, don't, I, it, I honestly don't know, but whoever did, I, I, it just catches Brian's fire. Was the, Brian's was the first one I saw. Yeah. Lagoon, uh, Lagoon Park's good at their job because they, they only tweet like once or twice a day. They, they don't overdo it. 
and um, uh, that's all you yeah, see. Yeah, I'm so. sure they write like ten drafts and they pick the best one, which is probably the best way to tweet. Or, or maybe and they, they or, and they always just seem to hit it right, just right, like right. It's exactly the perfect. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, good for them. Uh, good for uh, you, Lagoon Park. If you want to ever come on the podcast, uh, we'll take you on. So, um, oh yeah, we're, we're we're adding you after this, Lagoon right. Park. You you are definitely invited. All right, guys. Well, th- thanks for joining. Um, uh, again, um, you know, after Jazz wins, we're gonna really try to um, uh, podcast. After Jazz losses, if we're feeling fiery, if we will. But <laughs> uh, yeah, follow the Jazz Pod Co-ops. Um, uh, uh, order some shirts. Jazzpodcoop.com. Uh, you can see all our episodes there, and there's uh, t-shirts. There's um, what else are there? Uh, tank tops. Oh, man, there's I feel really bad for not plugging the the co- the co-op, co-op website enough today. Like, cause I went to that. Jazz Twitter meetup that apparently got sponsored by Hehe Stream. <laughs> uh, you know, jazzpodcoop.com is not sponsoring that many streams yet, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. So uh, we'll catch you guys. No, I, that's it. We'll catch you guys later. Become a drug, I need to become a drug dealer so I can get high on my own supply.